And good Saturday morning, and welcome to the very last day of Daylight Saving Time. Remember to spring forward tonight. Be sure to reset those clocks and avoid screwing up your meeting time with your fishing buddies for tomorrow morning. Well, we got news from the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resource Marine Division, and a shocking statement made by the Wildlife and Fisheries Director, Chuck Sykes, to uh, <laughs> said that turkey hunts are going to be shut down for the season in Alabama. Is that right or wrong? Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about that. Hey, and good luck to the contestants in today's Gunning for a Cure Sporting Clays competition. I'll be there with the Bayou Wild all-female shooting team. You can meet them on an upcoming episode. Hey, better yet, come on out there. I know it's a little late to get registered to participate in the Gunning for a Cure shoot, but if you come on out there, there's a lot of food and entertainment and prizes and auctions and uh, take a look at the beautiful Stella Plantation. It's down there, uh, nestled down, down the Highway 39, down near Plaquemines Parish. And this uh, event uh, has been going on for a number of years and uh, raises funds for the research done by Tulane University, uh, Dr. Sarter, uh, the Tulane Cancer Center, the leader of uh, prostate cancer research. So it's all going on today. It gets kicked off. Uh, the shooting's probably going to start uh, probably somewhere around uh, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, a little breakfast going on. Anyway, it should be a great time. And if you can't make it out there, tune in to Bayou Wild TV, and uh, we'll show you our team. We'll introduce you to our shooting team. Did you get a chance to fish this week? I did. Went on a white perch trip with one of our field reporters, Jeff Brule and I. We dodged raindrops. It was a horrible forecast on Wednesday, but we kind of stayed in between. It was north and south of us, and we ended up catching some of those beautiful white perch in the North Shore Rivers. We'll tell you about that. Tell us about your fishing report. Where'd you go? When did you go? What you caught? And how'd you do it? You can do that by texting us a message or a report at 870-870. We also take comments and questions, or you just want to say hello, we love to hear from you. Let us know where you're listening to us from. We've also got live fishing reports from the pros. That's what's coming up over the next two hours. If you're going to be headed out, uh, the coastal marine forecast for offshore not looking good. In fact, uh, Captain Martha Spencer's trip was canceled, so she'll be out there shooting with us today instead at uh, Stella Plantation. You're looking at north winds. I saw a little more east in them. It may already be northeast because that's what they're predicting tomorrow. Pretty brisk, 15 to 20 knots, uh, five-foot seas offshore, making it very difficult to get after those tuna and wahoo, but I'm sure some folks will brave it. And Inside, uh, those northeast winds are going to become southeasterly by tomorrow, but for now, they're pretty stiff, 10 to 15. You can expect a light chop to choppy conditions, depending on your location, even on those interior lakes and bays. Got a good tide range, 1.4 in the tide. Got a lot of water moving between the wind and that, and with that direction, I would expect this time of the year, some of the areas are going to have low tides. Uh, we'll talk to some of our field reporters and find out just how low, if there's any danger of running aground and getting stranded. This time of year, you always have to be careful about that. All right, so we'll do that. We're going to get Robbie Campo to join us, and we've got several other field reporters, Daryl Carpenter with a Grand Isle report, Ryan Lamberts down there in Plaquemines Parish. We've got a paddler's report, especially for those of you who like to fish in kayaks, and I saw a few of y'all headed out this morning. Uh, joining us will be Brendan Bayard with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. His report's coming up. We'll chat with Mike Gallo, who I will be fishing with this week. And also we start off with Robbie Campo at Shell Beach. He's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
All right, then I'll tell you what, uh, compared to what we've had today, is going to be a gorgeous day. Uh, Temperature-wise, no rain in the forecast, lots of sunshine and blue skies, but the wind is going to be the problem if you're going to try to get in a boat and get out on the water. Also today, going on from 8 to noon at Heritage Park in Slidell, uh, Zane let me know that they're having that annual Bayou Cleanup in Slidell. It's at Heritage Park. If you want to take part in it, I don't have a lot of details, but show up there about 8 o'clock and you'll find out all about it. Also, I have one of our texters reminding me that the Los Isleños Festival is this weekend down in St. Bernard Parish. So after your fishing trip, you might want to stop by and enjoy and find out if you've never discovered it about a great heritage and culture of Louisiana. You know, Cajuns get all of the recognition, but we've also got a very unique population of descendants from the Isleños people from the Canary Islands. And I think Robbie Campo and family are Isleños. Robbie, aren't the Campos Isleños? Oh, yeah, Don. We are Islanos. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are Islanos descendants. Yes, indeed. No doubt. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, so if you're coming down this weekend, uh, you know, down to Shell Beach, and you, and you, I'm telling you, Don, it, it, early in the week was great. I mean, it caught fish right by the fort. I mean, you know, it was, it was picture perfect, and then this front comes through. So yesterday... Um, our guide struggled yesterday. Um, I mean, it was a tough, tough, tough day. Um, this morning here, we got a 20 mile an hour, I mean, a 20 knot north wind blowing. The water is not really, really, you know, too, too low, but it's, you know, it's not too, you know, it's, it's on the low side. Um, the only the only bright side of this whole deal is I got live shrimp. So <laughs> well, somebody asked me to, to make sure I talk to you about that because they were interested in yeah, getting I, it. I, I have live shrimp, but you know, um, it was tough yesterday. The only place they caught any fish at all was on the backside of the dam. They fished them with a with a quarter ounce jig head with a live shrimp with a quarter ounce jig head on the bottom, and it was a light, light, light bite. But, you know, and it, it was bite, but the water 64 degrees. I don't understand it. It was, you know, it's it's like a winter a wintertime bite. But, you know, I checked it. I checked the the water temp this morning, right at Lake Bourne. It's 64 degrees. But hey, look, I don't I don't know what's going on. But all I can tell you is this wind is humping. So if you're going to come down here today, uh, keep that in mind. Um, if if not, this Los Angeles Festival is going on. You know. It was uh, all weekend long. You could go and go see that. Uh, I recommend everybody to do that. It's it's a pretty good time. Uh, but anyway, um, I tell you, Don, it's just it's. And I don't know if this wind's going to uh, let up any. You know, it 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 was blowing like this yesterday. I mean, you know, blew all day. Um, it did it did slack up a little bit in the evening time yesterday evening, but that was around fourish or so. And then it picked back up last night, so we got, you know, we're dealing with 20, 20 knot plus winds this morning. So, um, man, I just don't know what to say where, you know, you've got to go find some clean water if you're going to come fishing. Um, but if you're all coming down, hang a left at that bridge and come on and see us, and we'll we'll try to point you in the right direction, and, you know, you just got to make it happen from there. So. It's March, man. That's all I get. It's a windy month. Don. Yeah, it's that's what this. You know. Yeah. Well, so, when were the fish caught? Good, <laughs> earlier in the week, uh, when they were catching those trout, was it outside, inside, in the Mister Go, or where? No, it was right by the old fort. I mean, in the lake mm-hmm. between the bay, which your old Shell Beach Bay and the lake, 
Um, I mean, it was, you know, just like the springtime uh, or fall pattern, right? You know, when they, when they get right there. And uh, there was three feet under a cork gun. And, I mean, everybody that fished there, uh, uh, it was like Tuesday, I believe it was. Um, man, they limited out. And people caught, I mean, they caught the heck out of them right there. Beautiful. It was like a 14 to 17-inch trout, you know, like a pound, you know, I'd say a pound and a half, two-pound trout that was run, ranging. Beautiful fish, man. It was, it was, I was like, wow, check this out. But, yeah. Well, I'm going to talk to Mike Gallo in a little while. Mike went out. Now, he was fishing on the opposite end of Biloxi Marsh because he crossed from the North Shore across Lake Bourne, and he had some three-pound trout, and I'm talking about a bunch of them. He got into them, too. I think it was the same day you're talking about. Well, that's, you know, and like I said, it was, you know, we had a a south wind blowing, so actually we had a south-southeast wind blowing, so it was, the, the conditions were perfect for that spot. And then, you know, we get this, um, and actually the water was cleaned down. We had been, you know, stuck here with river water, uh, Pearl River water for for two weeks, basically. And then, you know, that water pushed, you know, when the south wind came, it right. pushed it out, right. and, and then water cleaned up. And well, I tell you what, but you find some pockets of, you're going to find some pockets of clean water up in that Biloxi Marsh. And, uh, you know, just, just fish it and you know, fish those pockets of clean water, and you should be successful. I mean, that's where the fish are hanging, in those pockets of clean water, because there's a lot of dirty water around, believe me. Give me a gnat update. Uh, with these winds, it probably won't be much of a problem, but have they been well, bad? This is the time of year for gnats, you know? Well, yes, it is. Um, Tuesday, when the wind came out of the south, just keep this in mind. If you got a south or a southeast wind with a, with a temperature of about – 75-ish in the morning, that foggy morning, you could you could get ready. <laughs> Amber romance, oyster sacks, burning, yep, yep. whatever whatever you could dream about to get them off of you. <laughs> we had not, we had buku nights here Tuesday, and then uh, Tuesday and, and we had some Wednesday. But when the front came through, now it's blowing out. No, no nats. Where but do they go? You, Don, where do they go? I don't, I think they go in the ground. I just think they they just hover in the ground. I was planting oak trees on the on the spoil back here Tuesday and Wednesday, and they like to ate me up. I could I couldn't stay. I had to leave. I had to get out of that. But they, but you can go plant trees all you want today. You won't get bit by nothing. <laughs> Robbie, I got somebody texting me. Want to know if you got any hearing anything from Christmas Camp Lake? No, that not yet. Not yet. Not that area is. That's not. That's not time yet, but it's coming. It's coming. The next month, next month, that's going to be that that um, that Point Comfort and you know uh, uh, Past Comfort area and Comfort Island. That's going to be next month. That's going to be you know I would say about the middle part of April. That's going to get that should start getting really good. But I haven't had anybody fishing that way. Now I did have a couple boats. Um, uh, Mr. Chad Manuel went out to the islands the other day. He had he caught. Uh, when when he get out there, he had twenty pompano, and he caught uh thirty eight, thirty eight beautiful trout out there by uh, Curlew and Freemason. Wow! But that was a day you could get out there. Yeah. Barney had some beautiful pompano. Oh my God! That's the mystery of, fish, you know. No, nobody That's says I'm going pompano fishing. You accidentally usually no. find them. Is is the way that works? That's exactly right. Well, Rob, but thanks for the report, ago. buddy. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Hey, is that any truth to the rumor you're going to be dancing at this Lanyos Festival later on? 
that's not that's not going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> no, As some people happen. wanted to know, they thought you were pretty good as Lane. They got a special two step they do down there. I've seen it. Yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to be part of that. Okay. No, no, All right. No, yeah, no, we no. need you at the marina. Right. Don't leave the marina. We'll yep. see you later. <laughs> yep. All right. Bye bye. All right, Robbie Campo, one of the Islanos. The Los- look it up. I tell you what, it's a very interesting story about the. Uh, Spaniards and Portuguese who settled on the Canary Islands and their descendants ended up settling down in St. Bernard Parish and other places in Louisiana. All right, we'll be back right after this. Going to get to some of your text messages, tell you what's coming up on the website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Why don't you go to it if you got a an Internet device, either a desktop or maybe an iPhone, and I'm going to tell you about a special recipe and some other stuff that you see there. Right after this, you listen to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I'm checking on your text messages that come in if you text us to 87870. Sorry, we can't take pictures, but we can get your text messages in. They come right in here to the studio for us. And uh, let's see, we got uh, a good morning. Someone is headed home in the big rig. Voice is a great welcome home. We're glad to do that. I know we got a lot of truckers listening to us. And we have a good chilly morning from our buddy Justin in the Gentilly. He said the wildlife there is alive and well. He caught... This morning's 4 a.m. showing of Bayou Wild TV, that airs on WUPL at 4 a.m. out of New Orleans. And he says, yes, Chef John Foltz is an icon. Uh, we did a feature on the Dixie Ranch Hunting Club in, in Lacombe, and we also did a feature on John Foltz at the awards party for the Ella Brennan Award for uh, hospitality that he earned and well-deserved and kind of told a little bit about John Foltz and, and heard some comments from him. So if you haven't seen that, what a class act, and we are very proud to have him as one of our chefs on Bayou Wild TV. And uh, Justin also adds, nice jacket, Don. What he's referring to, if you haven't seen it, I have a camouflage sports coat. My daughters gave it to me several years ago. I love it. You never know when you might need to be in camo. You know, sometimes you go to different functions where you need a jacket and a tie, but you also need a little camo, so I'm always prepared. All right, we also have Toby. He's at the turkeys again. He said it's here, and he and Brent, and they're taking the little turkey slayer Dalton, and they're headed up to, let's see, to Holy Holy Tan? Walthall County, anyway, in Mississippi. Stay tuned. He loves the show. Yeah, and I see Mississippi's got their youth weekend, I think it is, this weekend. And this is when turkey season should open. Here in Louisiana, April 4th. I think we're going to miss out on a lot of the goblin, and that is by design. Speaking of turkeys, if you go to my website, uh, we've got a question we'd love to hear from you. And you can text it now or text it or email it to my website using the contact button. That website address, by the way, is DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. And you're going to see a picture there of me with one of my, my turkeys that I bagged a few years ago. And asking you this question, um, how has your season been? How is turkey hunting? Uh, is it good? Bad, worst, and the season dates. How do you feel about the season dates set in Louisiana? We're going to be talking turkey over the next few weeks. Turkeys, and I tell you, it's it's depressing. You know, we've got known as a sportsman's paradise, and we've got problems. Uh, the website, if you look at the opinion poll, the final results are posted about the waterfowl seasons. 85% said that this is the... A state of crisis for waterfowl in Louisiana. Worst seasons we've ever had. Our, our waterfowl migration is in trouble. we got speckled trout issues. They're talking now, and we're going to probably see some regulations, uh, size limit, um, possibly creel limits being cut. 
and uh, also the turkeys now. You know, we've got a, according to our turkey study leader, we've got a serious problem with turkeys. And uh, I'm going to tell you when I come back after this next break, uh, we've got a lot of Alabama listeners. We've got a lot of people in Louisiana who fish and hunt in Alabama. Uh, their wildlife and fisheries uh, director, Chuck Sykes, made kind of a startling statement about closing the Alabama turkey season. And there's a correlation there with Louisiana, and I'll tell you all about that. But let me get back to some more of these texts. Uh, let's see. Don, where y'all broadcasting from? Can anyone come there, sit, and listen? On occasion, we do on-location broadcasts, and I always make that information available when we do. Here it says, when do you think bass fishing will pick up in the East Pearl River? Is the river starting to fall? It is, but it's got a long way to go. And there was some pretty heavy rains up north uh, of Jackson in that area where there was some flooding. So I'm anticipating it's going to be a slow fall. But, uh, yeah, it really should turn on. But right now it's just so high and swift moving and dirty, it's tough unless you get down to those marshy areas. And even there, you know, it's kind of displacing a lot of the saltwater species. You heard Robbie Campo way down in Shell Beach. They felt some of the impacts of that fresh water from the Pearl River coming into the Wrigley's and working its way down into Lake Bourne. All right, Joe's on his way to work. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Joe. Be be careful and enjoy your day at work. You know, work's that stuff we do so we can afford to hunt and fish. Uh, somebody looking for good crawfishing places on the North Shore. Pearl River, wildlife management area, one of the best, probably the best on the North Shore, but yeah, you're going to have some problems with this high water. Got to wait for that river level to drop, and then it should really turn on. Anyone else have any suggestions or reports? We welcome to share them with our audience. You can do that at 870-870. And we're back right after this. Got those uh, Alabama Fisheries and Wildlife Department comments. Also, they set their red snapper fishing, too, for the state and federal waters for Alabama. Got that stuff coming at you right after we pause for this quick break. And we'll be back in three minutes on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, getting back to that text message about uh, a location where we broadcast where someone can come sit and listen on the North Shore. I, I was assuming you were talking about radio, but I forgot. We do uh, Bayou Wild television taping at a restaurant called Morton's Seafood Restaurant. It is located on the banks of the Chifuncta River in Madisonville, and we are there a couple of Mondays a month. And uh, this Monday we will be there around lunchtime. So if you want to come by and talk a little fishing and meet uh, Captain Martha Spencer and myself and Chris Lecock, our photographer, uh, you are very welcome to come and enjoy some great seafood and some uh, other dishes too. That's at Morton's on Mondays. And if you want to Find out if we're going to be there. Give them a call. They know our schedule in advance. All right, more text messages. Uh, Jeff Laborde's heading to Texas in his 18-wheeler. Be careful out there. Good weather for driving anyway. Uh, let's see. we got another one. Daniel from Mobile's headed to work. He wants to let everyone know that if you're going to be in the rivers to watch out for logs and trash coming down the river. Very good advice, Daniel. High river water like this, moving swiftly. Uh, it could be a lot of problems out there, and certainly you don't want to hit some type of a log while you're running wide open would be uh, not 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 good all right when we come back after the station identification pause news from the state of alabama regarding red snapper and wild turkeys back with that after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right the alabama department of conservation natural resources marine division announced the alabama state and federal waters opening for red snapper uh, for private anglers, now this is recreational boats and state-licensed Alabama charter boats, but if only if they do not have a federal fishing permit. 
So those guys have a separate season coming up. But May 22nd, we'll open it up. They are going to do four-day weekends, Fridays through Monday. Here in Louisiana, uh, we did a little bit different uh, Friday through Sunday. But, you know, the, it all is based on when you reach the harvest quota and how you get there is up to the states to decide. Uh, it's supposed to last, they anticipate, for about 35 days. Uh, should be closing around Sunday, July 19th. It could be sooner, it could be later, because they do real-time accounting, and uh, that's the most efficient way to manage your red snapper. Uh, Memorial Day is a holiday weekend. That's when it'll go. Uh, Fridays through Mondays, daily bag limit, same as last year, two red snapper per person, minimum size of 16 inches. And if you're over 16, you got to have an Alabama saltwater license, either resident or non-resident, an annual or a trip license. And any Alabama resident who is 65 or older or a lifetime saltwater license holder, you do have to have a saltwater angler registration. And that is free. If you go to OutdoorAlabama.com, you will find it there. All right, more news out of Alabama regarding the turkey season. Uh, I found this a little strange. Alabama Wildlife and Fisheries uh, Director Chuck Sykes, he gave a presentation this week. It was a slideshow. And one of the slides announced that they were closing turkey season because the lack of compliance of Alabama turkey hunters with their mandatory game check reporting system. He was quoted as saying, we have advertised game check in newspapers, magazines, TV, radio, our hunting and fishing digest. We have begged and pleaded for people to actually report their harvest. We're kind of at the end of our rope. We really don't know what the next step to increase participation. For 2020 to 2021, we're just going to close turkey season in the hopes that people understand how important game check is. We had less than 11,000 turkeys reported last year. I don't believe anybody on this board believes that that was the number harvested. If our turkey numbers are actually that low, we're in a mess. We don't think they're that low, but this is the hunter harvest information we have to go on. Then he went on to say, very important, we're just picking with this slide, but I wanted to get everybody's attention. So, in fact, the Alabama turkey season will go on. But the point being, he made a, a very strong point that people are not adhering to the tagging program. Tagging is very important. It accounts, theoretically, for every bird harvested. And if people are not turning in those tags and reporting them and validating them, you get skewed information, which tells them, and I don't believe that using the number of tags that's reported is an effective way to gauge the population because people are human nature. They're not going to do it. They figure, well, if I don't tag this one, I can save that tag for another one. But the question is, was that even a good thing to say, even though it was a joke? I mean, somebody could have took that serious and ran with it. And believe me, there would have been pitchforks and torches at the Alabama Front Wildlife uh, Freshwater Fisheries Building. But anyway, Chuck Sykes made an important point, and, and he's right. You got to do that. You got to, when you harvest a turkey, immediately use that tag, and then you got to validate and report it. Anyway, we're going to be talking a lot more. I mean, turkey season in Louisiana, we got the season pushed back away from what I feel is the peak of gobbling. I mean, these birds are gobbling now. It's traditionally used to open in March, now April 4th. And if you look at the stats, according if you believe them, uh, about 44% of all the turkeys that are harvested in Louisiana happens in the first week of the season. And now with that season being moved back, the chances of bagging a turkey are less. And if they count and tag, some of which are reported and some of which are not to gauge the population, 
I don't think you get a, a good evaluation. My opinion. What do you think about Turkey management in Louisiana? In the coming weeks, we're going to talk a lot more about it. But right now, we got to take a break and we come back. See if we can get Captain Kirk. Get you a Southwest Louisiana report from the Calcasieu area. See if they find any speckled trout over that way. We're back with his report right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we're hoping we can get a report on the Big Lake area from Hackberry Rod and Gun with Captain Kirk Stansel. These guys uh, volunteer to do these reports, and I know Saturday mornings are the busiest time of their whole week, and we certainly thank them, and we understand when they're not available to get the reports. But if we get him, we'll certainly pass it along to you. In the meantime, got lots to talk about. Got some more text messages coming in. This one says, the last four weeks, I fished the chef four Saturdays in a row. For those of you not familiar with it, the Chef is the area off of Chef Mentor Highway around Chef Pass uh, in the Lake Catherine Lake Pontchartrain area. Caught limits of reds and bass. They had crawfish in their stomach. First time I ever remember cleaning fish caught at the Chef eating crawfish. Well, it makes sense because those crawfish are coming down the Pearl River. I just talked about that's one of the, the ways that that Pearl River management area gets restocked with crawfish every year as they come down the river and get into the swamp. Right now, they're getting dumped into the lakes, and the fish are having a picnic. So you might want to uh, take a hint and use crawfish-type uh, baits to catch them with the colors and the shapes and designs, or go scoop you some ditch crawfish and put them on a hook and give them a shot out there. All right, here's uh, a message from our friend the Lafayette Yacker. He's got uh, the coffee and the biscuits in the oven. He canceled his trip looking at the forecast for a paddle. Yeah, it could be. All right, here's one that says the Pearl River Gauge. Right now, there's just too much water, and that water is too cold. That's joy. Thank you. All right, when we have Don, I could be wrong. Wildlife and Fisheries closes the gate to the management area off of I-59 when the water level eclipses the flood stage at the Pearl. You're exactly right, and it is closed, and it's been closed for a while, and we'll let you know if we get word that it reopens. Also, another note coming up, uh, Irish Creek Outfitters, a place that I'm very familiar with. I hunt pheasants. I hunt turkeys up there every year. They have got some outstanding deer hunting there in Kansas. And Steve Westfall notified me, said he has a very uh, unique and unusual opportunity for this season. The people that have been booking with him for years and years and had a solid lockup on it, they've given it up. And the rifle season is from December 2nd to the 13th. And it's, believe me, they kill some monsters, some trophy deer. It's a beautiful place to hunt, great lodging. Irish Creek Outfitters. And make sure you look at the one that's in Kansas. He's going to come on with us next week and talk more about it if he hasn't booked it up. But you might uh, give Steve a call, uh, check out their website, Irish Creek Outfitters in uh, Kansas, Hutchinson area. Check that out. All right, also on our calendar, we have got coming up March 25th. It's sneaking up on us. On the Archbishop Rummel football field it has moved to because of the growth, the Beast Feast, uh, an event that I was part of uh, beginning and have been with it through all these years. And every spring, uh, the Raider alumni, their friends, families, and really the general public is is invited to attend a, a Beast Feast. And it's from 530 to 830. Nutria tacos, wild boar, bacon wrap, quail, grilled redfish, Believe me, it's just more than wild game. There's a lot of seafood dishes out there, too. In fact, Chef Philippe Parola is going to let you sample some of that silver carp, if you've heard about that. And there's also, uh, you know, the nutria and just anything you can imagine to do with wild game, uh, duck strips. Uh, You pay one price, get in, and you just go ahead and graze your way through. Again, it's going to be March 25th. Go to rummelraiders.com and take advantage of that discount by purchasing your early tickets. 
West Bank chapter, chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association notified me that on March 26th at 6 o'clock, NOLA Motorsports Park in Avondale, uh, they're going to have their annual fundraising banquet and their membership drive, $75 per person. And if you want table and ticket information, Jason Ehrman or Ironman, 225-952-9200. That's the CCA office. So go to CCALouisiana.com. Now, one thing that uh, they requested, uh, Maurice Dockhan, who is going to be uh, joining us next week, uh, he wanted to know, we did a Tofield Bourgeois tribute on Bayou Wild Television. We did one here on the radio. A lot of you were probably listening when we had his family and friends come up here to the studio uh, following his tragic accidental death from the air crash. Uh, that tribute there, if you've never seen it, they are going to air it that night at the, in honor, give a special tribute to Tofield because that was his, his home chapter banquet. West Bank chapter, March 26 at 6 o'clock if you want to get in on it. Something else coming up, and this is really big. It's the oldest freshwater fishing event in the entire nation. And it's Saturday, March 28th. The City Park, New Orleans City Park Lagoons, will open up for the Big Bass Rodeo and a festival. $10 for adults, $5 for kids 12 and under, lots of categories for bass, brim, fly fishing. Also, there's a, uh, a boats on the bayou. You get new kayakers and paddlers. You can fish in Bayou St. John in your own category. And what has really grown is the battle for the bass, and that is uh, high school fishing teams can get their teams together. And then they do the Mardi Gras toss. It's a, it's a real party out there. Saturday, March 28th, New Orleans City Park. Go to BigBassFishingRodeo.com. Get all the info you need. All right, coming back after this, Daryl Carpenter joins us. We'll get your Grand Isle area report right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And time to take a check on the Grand Isle area. We do that with Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com. Captain Darrell, someone headed down that way to try to catch a few fish this morning. What advice can you give them? Well, Don, you know, the last week, or over the last couple of weeks, we started to see a little bit of consistency building in to where we started on the good days, that meaning, you know, not windy and water cleans up a little bit. We've been starting to see some trouts really showing up on those lower reefs. So it's, you know, with everything else in the mild winter we've had, hopefully we're going to have that, that early bite coming on. But, I mean, looking at the forecast, I mean, the wind's not uh, wind's 9, 10 miles an hour right now, but the forecast has it going to 20 for the next three days out of the east. If that materializes, you're going to have a hard time in our area because you're going to have to find somewhere to hide from that wind. Um, we've seen too lately with the river being up, if it's an east wind, we, we typically have more problems with that muddy water getting blown in. So, you know, to the west of Grand Isle has been, has been better in those, in those eastern winds like that. But man, last week when that wind switched around to the southwest and we had some pretty green water blow in and, you know, it just, the, the couple of days you were really able to fish it, uh, that's when some trout started getting caught around the platforms in the lower Barataria Bay and, and the oyster reefs there. So today, uh, if you're heading down there, the, your plans are going to have to be variable as to, depends on what that wind does. If it stays down around 9 or 10, you've got some flexibility and move around. If that small craft advisory comes in like it's supposed to, then you're going to just have to find where to hide in that east wind. Yeah, I think that's the case. That small craft advisory is up, and it's probably going to be up for the next couple of days. Uh, Darrell, when does live bait become available? And I'm talking shrimp. I know they got the cockahoes a lot longer, but live shrimp. What what, what uh, time of the year generally do they first start showing up at the marinas? 
Well, Don, believe it or not, um, the um, uh, Bridgeside has had them all year long, pretty much. They, they've got a new bait guy, and it, it's it's not that the shrimp are never there. It's just nobody ever wanted to go get them. Uh, we're, we're catching live shrimp now, and Bridgeside's had them just about all year long. Anytime they feel like that there's going to be enough business that they can move some, they'll go out and catch some. So live bait's there. Um, there's a combination of white shrimp and sea bobs, which, you know, some people, some people just don't like using sea bobs, but it's a shrimp and it works. Darrell, are you tempted by some of the, you know, when the weather allows it to get out to the lump, there have been some excellent catches, particularly in those blackfin tuna. I know Martha was out there during the week and she told me the blackfins were almost a nuisance. They were so thick and there were some yellowfins mixed in and even a couple of wahoo. Uh, it's been like a parking lot, a lot of boats out there when the weather's right. Do you get tempted to get back into the offshore when, when you get those kind of reports? You know, Don, as you as you get older, look, look. Everybody asks me which one I like better, and and frankly, I I still have a passion for that offshore simply because of the unknown. You know, inshore you pretty much know what you, what fish you're targeting and what fish you're going to catch. When you get offshore, you just never know. And yeah, that passion is still there. But man, look, as, as windy as it's been, and some of the stuff I'm seeing there fishing in. Yeah, I'd pick my days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. You, you sometimes you pay the price. It's 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 great to get out there, but man, just some days you you, you kind of question your sanity when you go out there and some of that stuff. But that's yeah, where they are. If you hard... you're not going to catch any tuna behind the island, I can tell you that. You know, and and that and that's you know that's the hard part of doing it as a charter boat because on you a lot of times you got to go on the days you'd rather not go because of the weather, but. You know, yeah, if I had a personal boat, there are several days I'd be out there. Daryl, I know you don't speak for the Charter Boat Association as a whole, but what is the general buzz or the feeling about changes in, in speckled trout size limits or creel limits? Have they formed an opinion, and will they form an opinion and take that to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries? Well, Don, here, the, the Charter Boat Association is a trade organization. So what we're what the policy of the Charter Boat Association would be to wait until a preferred recommendation comes out. When that preferred recommendation comes out, they will then poll the membership itself, and the Charter Boat Association will speak on behalf of the membership either for or against. We're not going to evaluate the numbers and try to tell our people what to think. Uh, we're going to wait until, like I said, that preferred comes out, and then we will – we will, you know, poll the fleet and see what they want. Well, I was in communication with, uh, uh, you know, Adriance, the, the the biologist who's handling that, Jason. Yeah, and uh, he said that the procedure now that they, they completed all the public hearings, they've got surveys that are going out to the public, and they're waiting until the surveys come back. Then they'll formulate some information, present it to the commission, and then that's where you guys will have your opportunity to to state your position on it. Yeah, I just I just hope it's a little bit different survey than what they had at the meetings because at the meetings they only gave you a range of answers that they wanted. There there was no open ended answers that you know if somebody had a different idea or a different thought, there was no open ended, and, and that's something we have voiced to the department. It's like, you know, you gave a presentation tailored to these answers, and then you only allowed these answers you know, on, on your survey. And so we, we feel that may have been a little bit tainted. I found some of the questions, there were too many possible answers. You know, do you like it a little bit? Do you like it so-so? Do you like it a lot? Do you really, you know, I think it could have been condensed down to a little more yes or no, you know, than, than all those different variations. But I guess that's the scientific method of uh, conducting, you know, scientific polls. 
Yeah, and that was the LSU Ag Center that did that. I mean, that's what they specialize in, and, and they contracted with the LSU Ag Center to put that survey together. Yeah, well, I saw Rex Caffey, and a uh, guy knows what he's doing, hardworking guy, too. Daryl, thanks for the he report. Uh, RealScreamers.com, you're on my website. If they want to give you a call and check out a trip availability for that Grand Isle area, tell them how to reach you. 225-937-6288. And I can tell you that some of the more popular weeks during the summer are already starting to book up fairly quick. You can never book too early, that's for sure. Thanks, Daryl, as always. We appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, Don. Bye-bye. See you next week. Daryl Carpenter reporting on the Grand Isle area. We have reports coming up on the Plaquemines, Lower Plaquemines Parish area. Ryan Lambert does that. We also have Brendan Bayard with a paddler's report, a specialty report for those of you who like kayaks, pirogs, and canoes, and the forensic fisherman Mike Gallo, all coming up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.